This is Julie D. from NordoniaHills.News. The Cleveland Sports Show starts now. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another fun-filled episode of the Cleveland Sports Show. I am rather excited today uh, to welcome back my good friend a- uh, A.J. Thompson uh, joining us. He's got his uh, Browns analysis, some MLB stuff, something. Uh, it's just great to have another guy in the studio to talk with me here about the best that Cleveland Sports has to offer. <laughs> if you are a fan of the Premier League, you will definitely be interested to hear the upcoming standings I have for you. First place, Liverpool, 12 matches. 11 of those 12 matches have been wins. One draw for Liverpool on the season. Leicester City in second place. Eight wins, two draws, two losses for 26 points for them. Chelsea in third place. Eight, two, and two. Same record as Leicester City as well. 26 points for Chelsea. Manchester United come in at fourth place with 20, or excuse me, Manchester City come in with 25 points, eight wins, a draw to go along with three losses. Sheffield United, Arsenal, and Manchester United round out that top seven for you in the Premier League. Now we're back on the Cleveland Sports Show uh, with some NBA basketball, and here is where I finally get to bring in uh, my good friend Andrew Thompson. Andrew, thanks for joining us uh, this week. Hopefully, many more to go along as well. You know, I always you know talk about the Cavs, and they actually had you know if you've been watching them, they had a great start to the season. Um, you know, obviously opening up at home against the Indiana Pacers, destroying the Pacers in that game. Uh, they were two and two in their first two games. Looked like there was a lot of promise. They were in that Eastern Conference uh, playoff race, although it was very early in the season. And now they've slumped a little bit. After that 2-1 and one East Coast road trip to Washington, D.C., New York, and Philadelphia, the Cavs haven't won since. Their last win was um, Sunday, November 10th. That was against the Knicks at Madison Square Garden. They've uh, lost um, all their games since, Andrew. They uh, have lost five in a row. They're 4-10 overall in the season. 2-6 and six at home. 2-6 uh, and uh, Sorry, two and six on the road. Excuse me, two and four at home. Two and eight in their last ten. Um, this was—I thought this Cavs team showed a lot of promise at the beginning of the season, Andrew. You know, especially with Tristan Thompson playing so well. But you know, what's your overall take on what's been happening, happening, especially with that twenty-four point loss in Miami last night? I was actually scared they were winning too much. I—I I don't want them to make the playoffs or anything like that. At first, I was like, oh man, they're going to be an eighth seed, seventh seed team in the beginning. And I'm I'm so happy they're losing games now because we're actually going to have a good draft pick this year. Um, because we still need to build this core up. I know we have guys like um, Garland. He's actually not as playing as promised. Um, Kevin Porter Jr. We also need to give him a lot more minutes because his college in college he was very good. Um, and there's some guys we need to trade. Um, I think we need to trade Tristan Thompson. I think he's a good veteran. Even after the great start he had to the season, you still think we need to trade him? Yeah, I think we do. We need to give more minutes to the younger players. Um, or maybe not. You know, he's a great veteran. They can now learn from him. But one guy I love right now, but uh, one guy I love is uh, Kevin Love. Um, he's been playing really well. He had a little injury. Um, uh, how long, do you know how long it was? Well, he actually is back. He was back yesterday mm-hmm. in Miami. He actually played um, extremely well, uh, Andrew, last night in uh, against the Heat. Uh, 25 points in 33 minutes, in fact. Five three-pointers for Kevin Love, too. 
Um, he was he did not play on Monday night in Madison Square Garden against the Knicks. That's the only one he missed. So he has been a lot more consistent health wise. I will say that. Andrew, I want to get I want to get your take on this. Obviously, the Cavs drafted Darius Garland this year. You know, I may be a little bittersweet about this overall draft pick. Maybe his name's Darius and my name's so similar to that. All, but I also, you know, was at my radio internship, I was talking with another NBA analyst, and he was talking about, obviously, you know, the Chicago Bulls drafted Kobe White a pick later um, than Darius Garland. What is your overall, do you think the Cavs made a mistake in drafting Darius Garland? Should they have gone with uh, Kobe White or another um, type of guard? Because they obviously wanted to draft some kind of, you know, hybrid guard like Darius Garland. Do you think Kobe White would have been a better fit for this Cavs team? Or do you like Darius Garland? I like Darius Garland. You know, he can, he's not doing so well right now, but it's the beginning of the season. This is the start of his NBA career. He's still a rookie. But this guy can give you the assist. I know when we were playing New York, he gave us six assists in his game. You know, this guy can pass the ball really well, and I like that. Put him at point guard, put Sexton at shooting guard. You have a nice backcourt right there. Now, the upcoming schedule for the Cavs includes tomorrow night. They're going to be going up against Luka Doncic, who is the second player in NBA history, second youngest player in NBA history to record a 40-point triple-double. The uh, youngest player ever to do that, the one and only LeBron James. So the Cavs are going to have their hands full, literally, against the Mavericks last night, who came off a blowout. 142 to 94 victory against uh, the Warriors. Now, granted, the Warriors really don't have any of their stars, but the Mavericks at one point were up by 50 in this game, and it was just an embarrassment. It was, you know, what the first quarter of last night's Warriors Mavericks game, the score after the first quarter was 44 to 16 in favor of the Mavericks. The Mavericks and Luka Doncic have been absolutely uh, dominant. They're nine and five, so their record doesn't show. But the Mavericks did come to Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse and beat the Cavs uh, a couple weeks ago. So what's your outtake uh, for that game tomorrow against Dallas um, and also against uh, the Trailblazers, the Nets, and then the Magic will round out the week for the Cavs. So what's your overall take on that, Andrew? Um, I think the only chance we really have are the lower-ranking teams. Um, I think we have no chance against teams like the Rockets or Mavericks, you know, Kristaps Porzingis, he's not putting up points right now, but people forget about his defense, definitely. Like, I, I saw that in New York when he was when he uh, first started his career and so on. That defense is amazing, honestly. And, you know, obviously after Friday, the Cavs, that's the first night of a back-to-back, -back, actually. Saturday, the Cavs will be back home facing the Trailblazers, who have underperformed, uh, Andrew. So maybe a little bit of a chance that, uh, you know, obviously Carmelo Anthony is now with the Trailblazers. So, um, you know, that might help. Did score 10 points against the Pelicans. Um, the Cavs will then be hosting the Brooklyn Nets. Kyrie, I don't, we don't know if he's going to play. He has been sitting out the last few games for Brooklyn due to, a, um, due to a shoulder injury. But then, you know, Orlando, Andrew, is always um, a team that you do not want to play around with. Obviously, they gave Toronto a scare in the first round last year, winning game one. Um, Orlando's a team that I see, Andrew, when they come together, really can play some great basketball. You know, Evan Fournier, Nikola Vucevic, um, DJ Augustine, you know, that entire supporting cast, once they really find their groove, they're a hard team to stop. So what can the Cavs do really to stop that prowess of somewhat a team like the Magic? Um, don't let them pass the ball. 
that's probably the worst thing uh, the Cavs can face right there when Orlando Magic passed the ball. And like you said, they're great together when their chemistry is just right, and that's the biggest thing the Cavs are facing right now. Now, um, you said you had some other NBA news for us as well. Um, all right, and also I have and uh, also in other NBA stuff I want to talk about. Um, way too soon MVP right now. I think that's James Harden. Um, he is getting 38 points per game, 5.8 rebounds, and 7.5 assists. Now, he's only shooting 42%, which I think is horrible for him. A guy like him should be shooting way over 50. But I think he's outperforming a lot of the other players. Oh, for sure. I think James Harden um, was should have been the MVP last year, Andrew. And he's just playing. He just It's weird. He gets better and better every year in terms of you know stat stuffing. The big question for me is, how is that going to impact? How has that been acting, been impacting? Excuse me, Russell Westbrook. Because when playoff time comes, we've seen this before. We've seen this for two seasons in a row now. Well, you can technically count three, three seasons in a row. But James Harden has been an insane stat stuffer, MVP candidate every year, and each year he gets knocked out of the playoffs. Um, his first year when he was amazing, 2016-17, he got. Uh, destroyed by the Spurs in six games. Then the next year, they lose to the Houston Rockets in, or excuse me, the Golden State Warriors in a seven-game series where they shot, what, 0 for 27 from the field in game seven. And then last year, it was a huge upset when they lost in six to the Warriors on their home floor. Um, So my big question for you, Andrew, what's your prediction? Can Harden finally elevate to that playoff level and stay the and stay because I mean James Harden averaged almost fifty um, in three games on the thirteenth of this month, forty seven against the Clippers, forty four against the Pacers, and then um, five days ago forty nine against the Timberwolves on Saturday. Do you think if James Harden is going to be able to put up those numbers when it really matters? I think he I think he can. You know, um, I don't think they're gonna go far in the playoffs at all. And it's not Russell Westbrook's fault. It's not James Harden's fault. It's the general manager. He's not doing a good enough job at all to get shooters. You have Russell Westbrook and James Harden, two guys that can get you triple doubles a game. Get them some more shooters. Get, but they have, get the ball they do have PJ Tucker and Derek Gordon. Is that is that still not? They have. I don't Gerald think that's Green. enough. Nah. Here's the uh, now with the Rockets. It's not about being beating the Warriors. It's about beating LA. And mm-hmm. when I say LA, it's both LA teams. Because you've got the Clippers and the Lakers that you have to deal with. The Lakers uh, have arguably the be- they have the best record in basketball right now, and the Clippers just came off a big overtime win against the Celtics last night. Um, Paul George and Kawhi played their first game together. Um, before we move on, Andrew, I just want to get your take on this: the Los Angeles rivalry. If it's a seven-game series, who's winning that series? You know, it's tough. I think in the regular season, out a game. I would pick the Clippers, but Game 7, I'm going LeBron and the Lakers. LeBron's not going to lose Game 7. Who do you think finishes the regular season with the higher seed? Clippers. Okay. Well, right now, the Lakers are actually the highest seed, but we'll see if mm-hmm. your prediction holds out. All right, in other news, uh, there's been rumors of uh, Minnesota trying to trade for D'Angelo Russell. And there's only one guy I can think of that Minnesota can really give up, uh, Andrew Wiggins for D'Angelo Russell. Golden State Warriors should be tanking right now. I'm trying to get a good draft pick. Curry's out. Clay is out. Um, Draymond isn't the best. They had him playing point guard the other day. 
um, just try and get Andrew Wiggins. That's just another young guy, and he's playing pretty well right now. And that trade would really work for both sides, D'Lo and Carl Anthony Towns. That would be amazing to see right there. Two great players. Uh, yes, I would I would agree that that would be a good move for the Warriors. But here's the thing. Andrew Wiggins was the first pick. The Cleveland Cavaliers drafted Andrew Wiggins mm-hmm. with the first pick in the NBA draft. Very, very inconsistent player. You do not know what you're going to get from him. I don't think Steve Kerr is really in the mood to play around with consistency. Not only um, is his team losing as ever right now, and he's probably extremely frustrated, he has built a culture in Golden State that requires you to be consistent. Curry was consistent. Klay Thompson was consistent. Kevin Durant, when he was there, was a scoring machine and actually played consistent defense. Mm -hmm. Um, Draymond Green, you know, that pit bull defender, quality passer. That's why the Warriors got so many great shots, you know, a lot of it was because of him, because of his passing ability. You had Andre Iguodala coming off the bench almost every single game, giving you, what, 10, 15 a game. Um, as long as it was, you know, the same amount and he was able to produce. Um, guys like Sean Livingston. So, you know, with on with Andrew Wiggins, his inconsistency factor is what worries me. Because we know D'Angelo Russell can get buckets, right? Um you know, he hasn't played these last few games, but we know he can get buckets. And you don't know that on Andrew Wiggins on any given night. D'Angelo Russell is a guy I can trust to take the final shot in a basketball game. Now, would he is he the most efficient to take a shot in a bas- the final shot in a basketball game? Probably not, because you've got, you obviously got guys like Kyrie, um, James Harden, like we were talking about, yeah. you know, Steph even. So D'Angelo Russell is probably not the best guy, my number one choice. But he's definitely a choice. Um, Andrew Wiggins, going to be 100% honest with you, Andrew, and feel free to express your opinion on this. Andrew Wiggins is, is not a clutch player. I'm not trusting the ball in the hands of Andrew Wiggins um, when the pressure is really on. What, what's your thought about No, I'm not giving him the ball either. He he can't. He's not a good uh, three-point shot player. He can't make the three like that. I know he's been trying since he's been in the league, but that's just not him. He used to go back to the college days where he was an inside player, mid-range, um, driving to the buckets. You know, th- the three ball isn't for him. And another thing, right now on the Timberwolves ros- roster, who is that clutch factor? Because right now I can't think of anyone on the top of my head. You know, Carl Anthony Towns isn't a clutch guy. We don't know him, you know, being that. So if the Timberwolves did get D'Angelo Russell... It would definitely be an upgrade for them, but I don't think the Warriors uh, are going to want to give away because he is a valuable trade asset, yeah, and I is. think that's a little reason of why the Warriors wanted to get him. Um, so you think about that. Um, I don't. I just don't think this deal is going down. All okay, right. so let's move from the NBA to the NFL, where there has been a ton of drama surrounding the Browns camp. Let's get you with uh, caught up with the highlights, though. The Browns, in the rivalry matchup with the Steelers last Thursday, defeated Pittsburgh by a final score of 21-7. to The Browns were up 14 to nothing at halftime. Uh, Pittsburgh came in with a touchdown in the third quarter, but it was all a little too late as the Browns <coughs> scored a touchdown in the fourth quarter, um, eventually winning the game 21-7. to um, Baker Mayfield throwing two uh, touchdown passes. Um, Mason Rudolph with four, uh, four interceptions as well, excuse me. Um, this game really overshadowed by that unfortunate brawl with Miles Garrett and Mason Rudolph at the end. 
Andrew, what it was your overall take, not only on this Brown season, but on that event from last week? You know, I, I hate to see that. I really do. Miles um, Garrett, he's one of the top defenders in the league. Wasn't he leading the league in sacks? Or not leading the league, but one of the top in sacks, if I, I'm not mistaken. I, right? I think so, yeah, sacks and uh, tackles. Um, you know, our defense is going to be horrible without him. Um, I don't think anyone really knew what they were doing in that situation. Uh, Mason Rudolph lost his cool. Miles Garrett lost his cool. Um, you know, we, we wouldn't be in this place if it wasn't for Mason Rudolph. He definitely needs to be suspended. Uh, Miles Garrett, I... I don't. You can't do that in the game. He knows that. You know, in his apology, he even said, "I I know I shouldn't have done that. That's not me. I apologize." You can't lose your cool like that in the game. And if you think about that, Andrew, that that event could have gone out a lot worse because you had Miles Garrett who hit Mason uh, Rudolph. It wasn't with the. It was with the helmet, but it was with the padding area in the back of the helmet. There's obviously some kind of padding area back there, mm-hmm. and so that's what hit Mason Rudolph. If Mason Rudolph is hit in the head with that hard helmet, we're, we're talking about, you know, a situation that's a lot heavier um, than what it is right now. So I think we're just thankful that everyone's okay. Everyone's, you know, still has their, you know, heads attached to their body um, at this point. But, Andrew, before I give a little bit of a recap on the upcoming schedule for the Browns, what's been your opinion so far um, on the Cleveland Browns? They're right now. They're four and six. They've won two in a row. Everyone says their schedule is a lot easier. Um, they are two and three at home, two and three on the road. What's your overall thoughts on how this Browns season has been so far? Horrible. We should have. There's so many games we should have won. Uh, the very first game against the Titans, we got blown out. Um, I had high hopes in that game when we drove across the field and scored a touchdown. And then a game against the Seahawks, who were one of the best teams in the league. Russell Westbrook, he was Russell yeah, Wilson. Russell Wilson, I mean, sorry, uh, he was one of the he was the favorite for MVP around then, and we had the chance to beat him. There's little mistakes that cost us the game, like Freddie Kitchens. He threw the challenge, and they let the play go. Which game was that against the Freddie Kitchens challenge? I forgot. Ah, uh, that was the Seahawks. Right. And okay. We had the touchdown. That could have been game, but he threw that challenge flag and that cost us a touchdown. We didn't get the touchdown after that. Do you think we would have gotten the touchdown? We would have gotten the touchdown. And then against the Broncos, Broncos are horrible. They they started a new quarterback that game. It was his very first NFL game. They beat us. There's it's just the little things that matter in the NFL. So currently the Browns right now four as I mentioned four and six. They're third in the AFC North standings out of four. I did uh, talk about, I did mention their schedule does get easier. It starts against the 2-8 and eight, uh, Miami Dolphins, uh, who are 1-3 and three on the road. They've lost their, they lost their most recent game. Uh, the Dolphins and Browns from First Energy Stadium this Sunday at 1 p.m. Uh, the game is set to begin. After that matchup in Cleveland against the Dolphins, the Browns will then head to Pittsburgh, Heinz Field, for a rematch with the Steelers. You definitely... Um, assume that some high tensions will be there. Uh, then Browns Definitely, will yeah. head back home for the Bengals. What's your prediction on not only Sunday's game, Andrew, but maybe uh, just a small, we'll talk about this game a little bit more next week, but the Browns-Steelers matchup for the 1st of December as well. Um, the game on Sunday against Miami, we're going to beat them. Miami's made so many trades this uh, season. Like They just traded Kenyon Drake a while ago to Arizona. Uh, they have no team chemistry at all. I have no idea how they even have two games that they've won. So I think we have that one in the bag right now. 
in the upcoming game against the Steelers again. There's gonna be high tension, high tension against them. There's there's gonna be some problems with that one, I think. Um, we're gonna win it, but there's there's gonna be some problems. I hope everyone can keep their cool in that game. So we'll definitely uh, be a lot. We'll, Andrew and I will break down Brown Steelers uh, in our next episode of the Cleveland Sports Show. But I did want to, Andrew, you said you had some MLB news. Now, although the Nationals just won the World Series, the MLB is pretty much year-round. So what's some of the MLB news you have for us this week? Um, Indians. Uh, there's some trade rumors going around about Francisco Lindor. One of the top teams there are right now are the um, the Red Sox, Dodgers, and Yankees. But I don't really care about the Dodgers and Yankees. I care about Mookie Betts. He was in, He was an MVP a couple years ago. He's one of the top guys. Now, if we do trade Francisco Lindor, which I hope we don't at all, he's a wonderful player. Um, he's he can hit, he can hit home runs. He's wonderful defense. Um, but if we trade him, Mookie Betts is my guy. Did you you and Matt you said the Yankees are in trade rumors for Francisco Lindor? Yeah, right? Francisco Lindor. So could you imagine the Yankees the season they had plus Francisco Lindor right now? They would be scary. I mean. That's a World Series contender in my eyes. Mm-hmm. You know, Red Sox did win the World Series two years ago. Um, well, a year ago, 2018. But, uh, you know, the way they performed this season, definitely I would think Boston's out of the picture for Francisco Lindor. Yeah. Um, but, hey, you never know. We'll stay updated on that. And um, we will uh, keep you updated with any MLB news that you need for the Cleveland Sports Show. Well, ladies and gentlemen, from Andrew uh, Thompson and I, thank you guys so much for listening to us this week. Uh, Like I said, it's great to have another guy in the studio that we can talk sports with. Definitely um, makes it a lot more argumentative, maybe a little more fun for you guys. So thank you so much, uh, not only to Andrew, but to you guys for joining me this week in the Cleveland Sports Show. Until our next episode, um, thank you again. Thank you so much for listening. And have a great week. Take care.